Hey guys, it's James with Popped Off, and this is Dry Peak, the casual competitive Valorant podcast. I'm joined here with Scott Finley. Uh, you may have heard Scott in our esports interview with uh, the players from NV Esports. Um, but now, instead of taking a more direct route with interviews and stuff like that, we've decided to just start our own podcast. Um, interviews are really hard to sling, especially where in like COVID climate and everything like that. So we've decided to move to this avenue. It seems to be kind of a better setup, more accessible for us, and uh, accommodates to our lifestyles, I think, a little more. <laughs> I, I just, just a little bit, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, a bit of a background for anybody who hasn't heard anything that I've been on. Um, I've been involved with Popped Off on the Demon Slayer Chronicles, Class 1A, um, and uh, Norganon. Um, I also am a huge Riot fanboy. I basically play anything Riot puts out. That includes Valorant. Um, not the sickest player. I'm only about gold three. That's, like, like, and that's on a good nice. day. That's on Hell a good yeah. day. Yeah. Uh, hard, a diehard Silva main, uh, you know, whale when it comes to the cosmetics, all that fun stuff. Scott, you are a little uh, less introduced to, I guess, our community. So why don't you why don't you give us a thorough background on yourself? Yeah. So uh, you know, I'm brand new to podcasts, but I'm come from the opposite spectrum as Jamie, where I'm not a podcast guy, but I play a ton of FPS. I play Counter Strike Global Offensive. I have max rank in matchmaking and face it. Uh, I play. I'm eight and two on an open team called Bird Lickers. Like I'm pretty much uh, in a lot of places in Counter Strike. I do play Valorant as well. Uh, I think in the beta I was Immortal 1, and right now I'm Diamond 3. I don't play as much as I should, but uh, I kind of give a more, hopefully, competitive outlook on things, uh, albeit salty and, and loud and angry, but uh, still a competitive, nonetheless, opinion. Uh, I play a lot of Jet uh, and Brimstone are the two I play. Uh, yeah, that's me, pretty much. Yeah, and I'm sure we're going to get into the, the jet being like a hot topic of, I guess, these Very patch hot notes. Topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah this is going to be this is going to be a fun one. But yeah, so that, that's kind of the concept is that you have a, you know, primarily casual player and a competitive player discussing Valorant over drinks. It's going to be it's going to be fun. We're going to try and do this. Uh, we're going to do this weekly. Um, I mean, we've just got a ton of new news as far as the Valorant community and the scene and as it's growing and stuff like that. So it's going to be yeah, I think it's going to be a good time. I think we're going to go in for a good ride. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, no, and, uh, you know, the main goal is to keep it light and, and yeah. fun. And, you know, we'd love to hear feedback on, on ways to improve that going forward, of course. Yeah, exactly right. And this is also Popped Off's first in-person podcast. Of course, most of our time, like, our guys have been all over the country or the globe, I guess, if you listen yep. to Norganon. We have one of our guys from South Africa. But, um, yeah, myself and Scott are geographically close to each other that, you know, we're not... You know, we're almost like basically socially distancing at this point right now, so it's not too bad. Yeah, well, we also live, you know, in a remote place with hardly, I think, like one or zero cases, so yeah. it's, it's not almost not a non-issue for us as well. But. Yeah, yeah, I think I think the area where we live has been considered like I think we're called a COVID utopia, like because we have so little yeah, cases. It's exactly, pretty, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, eh? if you if you play you know play a game, you want to live here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, so true. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, man. Let's uh, let's jump into it. Let's kind of. So th this is gonna be our our working format and how we're gonna be doing things. So we're gonna kind of start at the biggest stuff and kind of work our way through that, and then go towards the you know still mentionable but not as like holy shit. We should probably talk about it. Of course. So the first thing we're gonna talk about. The first thing is we're gonna get into the patch notes. We have to get into the patch notes uh, be yeah. because we saw changes to the op. We saw the op basically gutted, 
And uh, we saw, you know, changes to uh, your agent as well. Jet got some. Jet got hit with the nerf bat a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. So why don't you why don't you walk me through the why don't you walk me through the op changes and how how bad that that really is? I don't know. So I, the community's opinion was kind of that the op was you know overbearing and you know like ascent is a prime example. You're facing off against ops on cat and on mid. Yeah. So it, it's really tough. Uh, Valorant suffers from a lack of utility compared to Counter Strike, where everyone has one smoke and two flashes. You know, in Valorant, you have one or maybe two characters with smokes and one character with flashes. So it's a lot more difficult to coordinate, you know, a hit on your mid. So it was overbearing, uh, is what the community agreed on. But in our podcast with FNS and Mome, they even said it's not so bad at the moment. Yeah. And as Riot introduces new champions, it may not be a problem as more utility enters the game. Uh, Riot, of course, uh, you know, in the least toxic way possible, always seems to kind of cater to the middle ranks. So maybe they thought that that was, was overbearing. That's me. I'm the middle ranks. They cater to me. Yeah. So the changes were now it's like slower to take out, slower to scope in and shoot. Like so, quick scoping is a little bit slower. Yeah. Uh, if you're jet, you know, it's harder to dash, pull your off, scope and shoot. Um, it's also $5,000. So, like, I could see one of these changes going live and then wait a while and then the other one going live. But to do them at the same time really just, like, screws it. And, like, now overtime, yep. you only have five, 5K. So, you, now you can buy op, no armor, <laughs> yeah. and no utility. So, it's a little it's a little fucks, you know? I don't yeah. know. It's crazy to me that they well, would Well, just... you go full glass cannon. Like, that's all you that's all you can do. Right? But in the past, you would glass cannon. And if you're, you know, brimstone, you could buy, you know... Smokes. A smoke or, or, or a, smoke, a molly yeah. and a smoke. Like, yeah. It, but now it's it's tough. The op is a huge financial decision. It's more than half of the total money you can have. Period. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Like it's you're almost a hindrance to your team if you pick it up now. Yeah. Like, or or you like you better get a you know two mm. or three k or like it, it's yeah. tough. And retaking with it has always been a trouble. So yeah, that's always been the initial downside of it is trying to retake with an op, right? Like I mean, uh, I'm I like I I'm on I'm on the, I'm in the same camp. Like I'm I'm really surprised they hit him with all of these nerfs all at once i can see the price change or i can see like the how how quick it or how long it takes to draw i have seen people still doing like the 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 knife the like the knife mm. glitch where you can like kind of like you you slow or you speed up that the animation you know what i'm talking about i think so yeah so like when you go when you go for the, like the the reload you tr- like you switch to your knife and then you bring oh, it back yeah, out yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that which that in counter strike that's common yeah as well yeah everyone does that but, uh, yeah, it seems drastic to do it all at once. It seems excessive. It really does, I right? think, like, the, the way they went about buffing Breach was the proper way to inadvertently nerf the op. You know, they gave him three flashes. Three flashes, yeah. You know, maybe if they gave Omen an extra smoke or Omen two flashes. You mean two buses? Like, that, like, like his, his, his massive, like, line of sight? That yeah. Thing's, that thing's, like, and, okay, so that also got touched in the patch notes. That apparently they plan, they made that more visually able to be seen i don't know if it i don't know if it actually helps or which not. is good i mean i I, always, I fucking always hated that ability because it's coming at you like eight feet away from you but it still hits like if yeah. it, it's where i am it still blinds james so it's a little stupid but i'm glad they visually updated it that's great for if you're fighting against an omen not necessarily great if you are an omen because now it's easier to dodge yeah um so i think that's a great change for sure some other ones 
the, the, the jet nerfs. The jet nerfs, <laughs> yeah. Now, they didn't seem too crazy. I mean, over the weekend, uh, a Japanese player? A yeah, player, yeah, it was, it was, a, uh, it was a Japanese tournament. Post, Japanese land, actually. Yeah, post-nerf just aced live. Like, I think the changes aren't too bad, and they only punish players who, in the past, would pull out the knives and yeah. then just burst them from any distance. So that's more difficult to do, but... If you're like me and and I'm uh, I'm afraid to ever burst. I only ever use one knife at a time at the head. Oh really? That's how you do so, it. You, you never use the shotgun. It almost like... doesn't change that at all if you're that kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm a sucker for anything that's a one hit kill. Like that's fair. I don't blame you. But yeah, so it almost doesn't change that. It's only if you're more of a, a dash in and shotgun shoot your knives. Yeah. Point blank at someone's chest kind of thing, which that's still possible. It's just you have to be. I think they said the damage fall off is at ten or fifteen meters and. Like you know, you almost shouldn't be able to one shot someone from twenty meters. Yeah, like and that's and that's just it. Like they they wanted you to feel like I like I'm not like totally against these changes. Like I mean, because they want the, the the shotgun burst to seem like a shotgun burst, right? Right. Shotguns fall off, right? They just make sense, right? Of course, yeah. The spread on a real shotgun is gonna be crazy. So yeah. on the knives, it should be too. It should be exactly, but it's not. And that's how they just had how they initially engineered right. jet, right? So right. I think this is fine. Um, to go back to, to, to the, the the Japanese guy at the land. Like he did use a judge. He used a judge. They walked all three of them walked through the like the cipher trap. Like it was or the cipher smoke. It was like I, it was still impressive. And the dude was like, I'm not gonna fault the dude at all. But like Jesus, like it, you couldn't have set like a better setup for him. I think that's true. Yeah. No. I mean, he dodged a lot. I mean, he, I think he hit by a breach alt. Was displaced. You know, he recovered good and, yeah. and and you know cleaned up for his team. So that's still possible. I think it's just gonna be harder on an anti eco to be you know a trail of smokes, dash mm. smokes, and just shotgun anyone you want. You're going to have to be a little bit more of a, a an assassin, a sniper, you know? Yeah. It's, it, that's, to me, that's its strength, you know? Because the sheriff, like, if I'm a sent mid, the knife is still a one I kill. The sheriff is not. So yeah. I'm opting into to use my knives on an eco anyway, so still good at that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right. Yeah. And you do see a lot of jets do that who just don't, like, right. they'll go pure eco, use the knives, and it's, yes. ba- it's you know, it's basically, it's your eco round, right? Absolutely. It's, um, they all, they also like forced buffs on Viper again. Like Viper got a ton of new like buffs in regards to like how how high her gas starts. Like it starts at fifty percent now or something like that. I think she starts at a hundred percent gas when the round starts. Now the damage buff doesn't fall off right away. So like right. when you enter in the the pool, it yeah. doesn't fall off right away. So it lasts longer. I kind of like that. I think Viper is underrated. Like I think she's really powerful. But in Valorant as a whole, the whole like lurking role isn't popular yet. Mm-hmm. You know, in Counter Strike, there's a, a role designated for lurks. You know, while you're hitting one site, you have a guy kind of walking out mid alone, yeah. going for a big flank. And I think Viper's amazing at that. Alternatively, she's also amazing at like she could just preemptively alt and hold a site on her own. She's so good at that, but she sucks unless like if you hit the other site like what is she gonna do yeah she has to just tap heads that's it yeah you know? yeah so i like the buffs but i don't know if it's gonna do anything for her scene play yeah and that's and that's the other thing too right it was like is anybody gonna discover anything worthwhile out of that like i mean if they can't find anything good out of her base kit without all these crazy buffs and stuff like that is she gonna find worthwhile i think when you start introducing other agents you might find like people that viper really counters right but i don't like i mean we're a ways off of that right so i don't know when we're getting our next agent i think it's they wanted to do it once per act so act one which we're in right now we're finishing up the the, the last like act with yeah this current battle pass we're supposed to get another agent the next act right so 
whoever that may be, I don't know. Um, I think they just need to make – if our utility was a bit more flexible, I think you would see uh, it wouldn't be as difficult to play her. Like, there's slow travel time when she throws her, her circular ability. Her wall, if she could curve that wall or, or kind of ooh, draw it, yeah. you know, something like that. Uh, she's just limited, I think. Yeah. I, I think she's still strong if you're a team that wants to stack, like, mid and A-site and leave her to solo something. I think she's still really powerful at that, but mm-hmm. – as it stands, yeah, she's she's just she doesn't bring a whole lot to a table in a team environment. And I think that's just stuck the yeah. way it is. Yeah, I think I think it is. Yeah, she's like she's like an okay anchor at best, right? Yeah, like, like I think Killjoy is a good example of just a better version of her. Like Killjoy's alt is Viper's alt, but you can't stand in it, and it like shuts down a site when you're retaking, and yeah, you know it's. Yeah, exactly. And you don't have to, yeah, and the other thing is you don't have to be in it, right? Like, you as the player don't have to be oh, in it, Oh, absolutely, right? yeah. So, I mean, like... You can I get, set it and forget it, kind yeah, of yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, Viper does have that ability to move in and out, but she always has to be in the proximity, right? Right. And so, then the distance from when you can see a player, like, if that was buffed, it would be another big thing. Just for her, yeah. I think yeah. if they just, like, if they amped up the fact that she can, like, navigate through this poison better than anybody else and play into, like, the lore of it a bit more, I think that would right. be bad, right? Yeah, because, I mean, good players are going to be pre-aiming where you're going to be anyway, so... The distance you can see them versus they can see you is, is almost the same. Yeah. So buff yeah. that a bit, maybe. I yeah, maybe. I think that that wouldn't be a bad way of doing it. Like it's hilarious that she just she got buffed and we're still being like it's not it's not enough. Right. Uh, it's like, just, yeah, she doesn't provide any real utility. No permanent smokes. Yeah. No, nothing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She can't enter a site. Like she can't do anything. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's so. pretty. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It's, Poor Viper, it's, man. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a shame, really, because I mean, she seemed like such a cool agent on release, right? Like, I agree, and I think she has a lot of potential, and I think in solo queue she's still not bad. Yeah, it's just in like a team environment, the rules are already so preset. Like, how can she fill something that she, she you have to create a role for her? And I, I think there's no room for that right now. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. you'll see something crazy. I always feel like, you know, the Asian regions always somehow create these crazy metas, and you maybe you'll see her come out there. Yeah, I know, like League of Legends, you see that kind of thing. Like, oh, yeah, they're they're like so. th- they're, they're three steps ahead most of the time. Yeah, right? so maybe you'll see that come out where they create a new role for this this Viper, and she does something completely different. But right now, I just don't think there's a spot. There's not a spot on the team. right now. Yeah. No, no, exactly. That's tough. But bringing up the the Asian region as a whole, we're gonna move into the next big news that we have, which is the first strike announcement. Yeah. So, um, I was kind of pondering this, how long it would take for Riot to, like, involve themselves in the Valorant scene. Um, and, of course, it, it's, like, all the tournaments have been gone to, like, Nerdstreet Gamers, to the individual teams, you know, stuff like that, right? Yeah, it's huge. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and it's all, it's, it blew up, and I, I feel like it, like, probably caught right off guard. They're like, damn, the scene is, like, already just, like, yeah, it just happened, right? So, they've already announced that the first strike tournaments are going to start. Um, December is the first one in Korea on the 3rd. Wow. Uh, yeah, so that's the first one there. Because well, in the announcement, I didn't even mention Korea. No, it just said Japan. So that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. This and this was a big thing we were going to talk about too. Is that on their initial announcement, it was we had the four major regions, right? Right, and then uh, yeah, Japan was a minor, correct? No, Japan. I think it was Latin America, North America. No, I mean, you're right. Yeah, 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 no, yeah you're right. Yeah. So and that's just so it. So like yeah, Korea and China were like nowhere to be mentioned, right? And that's bizarre given how involved like i mean tencent owns riot right like and it's right. like and like i mean like that's where yeah. china's based or where tencent's based out of is china so it's really weird for me that valorant hasn't been like prominent over there now i know they have like some obscure fps laws and stuff like that as far as like you know like killing right. people and stuff like that 
So I'm not in totally sure what's going on there. But yeah, the, all they really mentioned was Japan. And um, I know in Korea at the, the PC banks, like... Right. Um, oh, the anti-cheat. Yeah, the anti-cheat. Yeah, the anti-cheat doesn't yes. let you use it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? So the anti-cheat totally nullifies the most popular way of playing video games, right? In, in Korea, right? Like, I mean, all these, like, I mean, with League and stuff like that, you get added bonuses for just playing at these locations. Right. So if the anti-cheat is in there to just basically nullify all that, then nobody's going to play it there, right? Yeah, definitely, it's definitely tough, right? They have to install this program on all their computers, restart them, have it running permanently. Like, if any of the users download anything sketchy, like, it, you know, they're screwed. Yeah. But another interesting thing about what you just mentioned is the Middle East is mentioned, which yeah. I know, like, Counter-Strike doesn't have any primarily middle east teams i know like for turkey you have uh you know big big is a, a huge counter-strike organization from turkey but middle east there's there's hardly none and in fact a lot of popular middle eastern players are playing on other teams like scream is a popular middle eastern player yep. on liquid valor and he plays liquid yep. yeah so you know there's not really any popular middle east teams so to list that versus china which again counter-strike has uh Popular teams, I can't think of, but uh, oh, Tai Lu, Tai Lu. So yeah, Counter Strike has Tai Lu, popular Chinese teams and Chinese miners in Counter Strike, but not to include that. Yeah. For Riot, which Tencent owns, it, it seems like a weird uh, thing. So maybe there's future announcements to be made, but Riot backing a tournament is huge because yeah. in in CS that's all relegated to you know ESL and and. Uh, Face it, Face ESL. It, yeah. um, Star Ladder was there for a pro bit. Pro League, Star Ladder, yeah. like all these different third parties. So, I think a lot of pro players are going to move to Valorant because that's where the money's at. If yeah. you're, you know, if that's your career, right? Well, the other thing is too is like I feel just like the 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 barrier of entry is just so much more clear, right? Like I mean, yeah. well, with yeah. like like with CS:GO, like I mean, Scott's had to explain it to me like I don't know how many times. Like this ridiculous <laughs> process of becoming recognized as a pro. CS, yeah, it sounds it sounds miserable, man. And like <laughs> even if you're like some sort of wonder child, like born to play, uh, you play, you get up that rank. Like there's a popular player named Ropes, uh, you know, he made it up there. He's better than a lot of pros, but then he gets accused of cheating. He had to actually fly to the head office of face it and play like on their computers live, like oh to my prove God, that man. he's not that he's legit. So like Counter Strike, it's just there's so much more doubt, and it's so, the the road is so bumpy, so many turns. Uh, Valorant, you can just load it up, frag out, and and you know yeah. you're playing with pros as soon as you hit radiant. You know that's yeah, that's the people you're playing against. So you're, it, you're it, also running into three hour queue times, but which they just which they which they addressed on the pre on the patch. Yeah. I'm not radiant, so I don't know what it is now. But <laughs> yeah. I think uh, they said it was a, if it was above an hour, like okay. like you wouldn't you wouldn't hit an hour anymore. Like right. that's I remember. Uh, I think it was tens. Yeah, you're talking tens about the three was hour. Two queued with a guy, and yeah. and they played two games in an eight hour stream. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's uh, yeah, insane. it's not playable, right? Yeah, so it's good that they've addressed that. It's good that they've addressed that. But yeah, to go back to the the, the Middle East having a, like a region, like I mean, right. there's no server. That's the big issue. They're, are they playing on EU like East or West? I think or? they would be playing on EU uh, East. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they'd be playing, or, or I don't even know if there's a like, because I think there's the the two the two League of Legends regions are EU West or and then EU Northeast. Right. It's not like so. It's like all the like the Scandinavian countries and stuff like that. Right. So I don't know. Like I, I guess Turkey is that like the closest server? Like, yeah, it must be. It must yeah. be. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, the only team that's ever come out of Middle East 
uh, Optic Gaming sponsored a Middle Eastern team that was caught cheating. That's right. Yeah, I'm... that's the only time I can think of one. <laughs> yeah. So spotty, spotty area. There's you know there's off definitely opportunity there for growth, and I know there's you know having a tournament in Dubai or something would bring in a lot of money. So yeah. it's possible, but yeah. uh, I don't know who's gonna play there. I yeah, that's just it, right? I don't know. I'm like I'm I'm hoping we see some sleeper talent come out of there. That's just like because they're just like I mean they're on nobody's radar because of so many. You know, just issues with, like, either, you know, like, previous track history, like the Optic Squad, yeah. or, you know, just, like, inaccessibility to, like, be noticed, right? So. Yeah, I mean, if you're into fighting games, that's what you've definitely seen that in the past. Yeah, dude. I mean, pa- Pakistan for Tekken, and, yeah. yeah. But yeah. we'll see. I mean, it's tough to say. Yeah. Yeah, the um, FGC community is, like, ruled by those guys. It's crazy, right? Yeah, like, which is interesting. Like, yeah, Tekken, Injustice, a bunch of games were just... Middle Eastern guys who've never been heard of just come out and destroy. Destroy, so. yeah, exactly. Right. So I mean, we might get that with Valorant. Who knows, right? Well, we can only hope. And... I mean, like that's just it. Like I mean, I'm I'm a sucker for a good storyline. So if you <laughs> if you get yeah, me off yeah. this 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 TSM Sentinels like back and forth, get me like I mean like they even have like shitty drama now. It almost looks scripted at this point. You know what I mean? Like I think once you see Europe and Asia start to play against North American teams, like all of that's gonna just fade into the background. Uh, they just need real competition, and I think they don't have that. Yeah, you're playing against the same team every single tournament. Yeah, that's true. It gets dry, right? And I don't know because it's the same. Like in CS, you know, all the North American teams, they figured each other out. Yeah, that's but then true. when they go over and fight Europe, or they or they play against anyone else around the world, you know, it's a brand new playstyle, completely different strats you've never seen. Like mm-hmm. uh, they, that's what needs to happen in Valorant, and I think that a lot of those players are going to be. In for a shock. A lot of those players aren't. You know, your your good buddy Hayes, I'm sure, is used to getting destroyed by Europe. So, you know, <laughs> he, he's going to get to experience that you know, in a second game. So, good for him. Oh, yeah. Poor Hayes, man. But mm-hmm. uh, I just think they need to cross cross the sea and start playing there. And, and they'll see that their drama in North America it's is just, worth not nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I do love good shit talk, though. So, <laughs> so props. Valorant yeah. is doing well. They're, they're, get, they're, yeah, they're starting it early because they already have that CSGO like built up already. They've already like... Oh, yeah. yeah oh, like, yeah. I love it. On land, like if you're popping off at your opponent, that's, you're doing it right. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's, that's the move. <laughs> and sure. it's, you know what? It's good too that a riot, like a Riot product has this because League league has no... Yeah, talk. League is so pampered, right? Like, yeah. They're in a studio. Oh, it's, so, it's like, yeah, they're in a studio. Their yeah. their interviews are borderline scripted. Like, I mean, it's... You know, like, I mean, you, the most excessive thing you see is like double of calling people trash you know what i mean yeah like, which we, even that is like he, he doesn't say anything too crazy whereas flip over to cs you know you've got king from mibr telling shazam to <laughs> go back to his boyfriend and you know yeah that was a stuff. big so, deal man they just so imploded, the, the like. drama is just so much better than fps games maybe it's because the you know the personalities are so much better bigger or maybe the attitudes are so much more but yeah. that's what i miss that's i love to see that that's good stuff that's good tv right yeah there. that is good yeah. that's, that's good viewership right that's good content but uh yeah i think they're in for i think north america's in a bit for a bit of shock because it's not only like g2 is currently cleaning up in EU. like they're yeah. like the big ones and then over in japan it's who's it, jupiter jupiter ascension or something like that or like yeah yeah they're the they're the other big powerhouse so I'm so excited for us to get like a, like a world of like a Valorant because I think it's gonna be nutty. It's gonna be insane, right? Well, yeah, I, I want to see the the rivalries that are international versus local because oh yeah, that's that's the good stuff. That's yep. when the the you know the the games, the one v one, the tournament games are worth millions or hundreds of thousands, and 
there's just so much more on the line. You know, these local 50 grand tournaments, like, what is that worth in the long run? Oh, yeah. Like, not Nothing. much. So, yeah. Yeah. It's good to start out, though. I'm happy that we're, like, we've had, like, a, a pretty, uh, like, rich, like, for lack of a better term, like, a rich scene, like, starting right. out. Like, I mean, we had, like, 50 grand tournaments for a brand new eSport is pretty, you know, it's pretty nice, right? It's good. I mean, Riot's got the money to throw around, and, and, and they kind of know how to produce that successful environment, so that's good to see. Yeah. But, yeah, that drama is just coming. Like, all those guys played in a league right before this from Counter-Strike, so all those egos and all that built up tensions just carrying over so i think that, that you're going to see that in north america for a little while coming yeah this is yeah. what we this is what we, well, us ride fanboys need we need yeah, this, right? like, yeah. Like, yeah. We, we, we've been we've been starved of this for a while right so uh yeah i know the subreddits are a bit in shock every time something gets said on twitter but oh. you know just tweets you know it's nothing yeah, yeah. Nothing just banter serious. bro just banter exactly you know <laughs> give it give it a year or six months and they're going to be on each other's teams and it's all going to be forgotten like yeah Oh, exactly. Right? You just got to talk shit. You know, you got to get it in your head that the enemy is not as good as you, and that's the key to success, right? It's a mental game, man. <laughs> oh, big time, big time. The the pre-game for every game is shit talking, and you know, making your opponent feel like they're not good. So yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Man. No, I I know that all too well. That's good. You got to do that. <laughs> exactly. It's 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 necessary. But to move it back a little bit from like it's still it's still involving the competitive scene, but not as as crucial as dynamic is that. Riot's actually looking at trying to implement, uh, like, left-handed, the left-handed, like, uh, uh, like, like holding the gun on your left hand by your right. Right. right? CS has apparently been doing this for years. Yeah. So, I mean, Peeker's advantage in, in Valorant and in CS both exist, and mm -hmm. it, it, it always favors the right-hand side because when you peek, I don't know if it's a visual thing or, or what the exact science behind it is, but mm -hmm. having a right-hand view model, your gun always comes into the, the frame. As soon as you see a person, you can just shoot right away. Left hand, um, I don't know if it's, it has to be our optics because by the time you're peeking a right corner and they're on the left, like it doesn't make any sense. In CS, you see pros switching their view model all the time to peek certain angles. Really? So it has to be an optical thing. I think there's a lot of players that do it. Uh, there's... The only one I can think of off the top of my head is the guy named Lasky, but every time he peeks a right angle, right view model, left angle, left view model. I think oh it's a, God, I think man. it's an optical thing, just allowing your your because your most people aren't looking at their crosshair. Like if you're at a high level of play, you don't look at where your crosshair is. You look at where you're going to be looking. Right. Your crosshair just has to be at head level no matter what. Yeah. So it has to be an optical thing, but view models left and right are something that should exist. And you should be able to keybind it and switch back and forth, and yeah. everyone does it in the other in CS. Yeah. yeah. So. so this is like this is something they've like talked about, like knowing that it needs to be implemented. It's not we're not anywhere as close to being it implemented yet yeah. because again, abilities being thrown from like having to like switch back and forth and having that having that all line up. That's the like big concern, right? Yeah. So I, I mean, that, like throwing a flash with your left hand. Right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. right. So yeah. they need to they need to work on like making sure all that lines up and stuff like that. So it's going to be something that we might see. Um, it's good. It'll probably have some carryover into Valorant. I don't know right. how much prominence it'll have, but it's good. I mean, there's more more than just that. I think they need to implement custom customization of your view model. Again, I, I feel like I always go back to CS, but like in CS, you can you can reduce the size of your view model so your gun is smaller or, oh. or it's centered instead of right or left and okay. Like, I, I know, like, like in song. Valorant, the op is so big. It's huge. It's massive. <laughs> so, imagine, like, you're holding a, an angle straight in front of you, but there's an angle on the right. If you're able to center your view model, you can see the right and the left, so you can have an opportunity to flick over. Versus, you're sitting there, and your huge, just, 
you know, black cartridge is just covering the angle and you can't see anything. <laughs> so customization of the view model is another opportunity that Valorant could do. Yeah, I, I mean, I like, yeah, I don't, I see, and I, I, I feel from, like, an aesthetic standpoint, they right. won't do it. I don't think they will. <sighs> I don't think they'll compromise. Like, I mean, I, like, it, just because the game is supposed to feel polished, right? Right, it's supposed I to feel you. Right, where, like, CS, like, I do get it's polished, but my God, is it ugly to watch sometimes, well, the, right? the like, problem is everyone's in this mindset of, I want to play on low graphics to yep. have high FPS. I want to, like, turn my digital vibrance up to 100 so everything looks like Donald Trump's face. I want to, like... <laughs> Just make it look as ugly as possible to get, like, 500 FPS. You can see people, like, no matter what. Like, just the most optimal setups. And then, well, so you I get that. Yeah, you also get, like, the, what is it, the 4-3 aspect ratio as well? Like, do you also, like, run Yeah, that so shit? you're playing on stretch, or you're playing on black bars, which means your screen is like this, and you've got these big black bars on the side. Like, it, 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 there's an advantage to this. So like, bl- black bars gives you higher FPS, and playing stretch makes people's heads bigger. Like, there's... <laughs> Christ, it, it, there's all these there's all these things and you can play on whatever you want whatever you're used to but yeah and they look hideous like the game when you're playing it and and a pro's settings probably look like trash yeah but man is it optimized <laughs> you're getting 600 <laughs> fps like what you know what's what's there to hate about that yeah exactly so right? valorant could definitely use that because like my pc right now like i run cs at 400 fps when i play valorant and i'm on ultra settings it's like 100 fps when i play on Valorant medium settings it's like 100 and like maybe twenty more FPS. Like right. it, the the optimization is so weird, man. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's not drastic enough to like optimize it like yeah. properly. It's right? like, well, why do I not just play on ultras and everything looks nice versus playing on garbage settings and only getting thirty FPS? Like yeah, the, the trade off the trade off's not working. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It feels that way at least. Yeah. So yeah, the only the only other like big news that I have for us like kind of to discuss is that we might get another big hitter into the scene, which is. Evil Geniuses was kind of like alluding to potentially getting like their own their own Valorant squad. They're kind makes of sense to me, right? Yeah, yeah. EG, very storied esports organization. It's been around since the dawn of fucking time. Um, they're they're on the hunt now. The question is, is like we we like you and I have talked about this kind of like no, not on the show or anything like that because this is our first episode. And you've heard everything we've talked about already. Um, but like some of these organizations kind of pick up squads that are like. Well, not to not to take a shot at you, but like play at the level that you're at. Like they play at like your skill. Like you played against player one, or not player one. Was it player one over no. on Gen G? Oh no, but Gen G like most of those guys like GMD and all them. Yeah, I've played against them. And face it on ESCA. Hmm. You know, those are yeah. all players you see pretty regularly. Like, yeah, yeah, that's it. You take take bird lickers, right? I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, you know, on Thursday, you know, I play against the owner of, or one of the big guys in ECA. Like, uh, you know, when you get to that level, you kind of play against these guys regularly. And and to see them just be able to make the switch and become pro so much easier in Valorant is just insanity. Like, it, it, you know, if if that's your career and you're, that's what you're going for, then Valorant's the way to do it right now. Yeah, absolutely, right? Do you think Do you think there's, like, a squad that EG might be eyeing up, like, that you can think of off the top of your head? Just, like, w- primarily North America, of course. I mean, you got to look at, like, look at how many... If you just went to ECA.com and you went to, like, Mountain Dew League and you looked at the top, like, three or four teams, like, there's tons of teams of these talented kids and, and a good portion of them are, like, 17, 18, 19. Like, yep. they're just these talented kids. Like... Zoomers. All they would be better than I'm sure, like ninety percent of the, the Valorant Radiant players, like yeah, just because they're just cracked, man. They're just insane. Like yeah, even like Mythic Reborn is a bunch of CS 
like boomers and even they would would stand a good chance of putting up results like you know I, that's that's where a lot of players play before like sean garris is on mythic reborn in the past mm-hmm. uh i don't know about hiko but i know um food adren like tons yeah. of players have been through this sort of like feeder organization that just is there for fun for retired pros like the retirement home it's yeah, little, yeah so eg's got a huge pick of cs players and i think that's the way you want to go i mean there's already been a ton of drama about picking up what is daisy players and dropping them oh and, my god yeah so yeah I, yeah i just think that the skill set's already there for cs so why dabble in pros from other games which sounds toxic but it's true yeah well it's just it right like i feel like the skills from cs just transition so much better than yeah, I mean, everything the, else the teamwork the executing a site all that just is so transferable that it's you know why would you look anywhere else yeah well exactly right so there's a there's kind of to round us up we're gonna just kind of talk about some brief like roster changes that have kind of happened so 100 thieves the ever fluctuating roster has finally settled more or less for right, right. now yeah. so we got we got hiko steel nitro and then yep. the two the zo- two zoomers azuna is, is and starts with a d like like de- def or something like that like yeah look it up really quick so yeah anyways like so they've rounded off the the, the hundred thieves roster uh under the is it he management or coach of frosty coach coach, coach frosty yeah, yeah. yeah so who's worked with uh who's worked with hiko in the past um, this is this is kind of a newer this is a newer development over the last couple of days. Um, I don't know anything about these zoomer these zoomer new guys. Like, I don't even know anything about like Steel and uh, and Nitro really. I know Hiko and I'm not. I can't say I'm a huge fan of Hiko, but um, no, we can't find it. It's all good. Whatever. Yeah, can't find it. But I, I think that team looks amazing. So Frost was I think an ex owner of Flipside Tactics, a CS org that's lasted for eons and ended in 2018. Uh, Hiko, Steel, you know, NA's greatest IGL <laughs> band for match fixing. <laughs> yeah, a little uh, sus, a little sus. But... Nitro, amazing player. Uh, recently was the IGL for Liquid for CS. Just moved over to Valorant, uh, retiring from CS. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I mean, he was stuck traveling, I think, to, you know, he was on a plane like two or three times a, a week. Like, Jesus, yeah. It's just the tournament schedule so crazy. Uh yeah, and then uh, Azuna and this last guy, who I can't remember his name, they, they look like a really good squad. Uh, all CS players, like, really talented team. Yeah. And 100 Thieves is a good org, in my opinion. I, I'm a fanboy a little bit. Oh, there you go. There it is. It's the drip. That's why he's, yeah. a, that's why he's a fanboy. Oh, my God. Yeah, the best drip. <laughs> Just the cleanest. So. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, I think they'll do really well. Uh, Steel's just a really good IGL. I think he's he means Killjoy. He could play Sova. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's Nitro play? Anyway, I think they'll do really well. I think they have like the most traditional CS roles. I think they're all really talented at the roles. I think they're going to do really well. And and I I would watch out for them. I think they're going to be really good. You think they're going to dethrone the Sentinels, TSMs? Like, you know. I think that they'll do really well against TSM for sure. Sentinels is a bit different. I think their strategies are a little different. They kind of stray a little bit away from CS. Uh, they got that Overwatch influence. That's yeah, why, man. I, I don't know. They're 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 good. They're really really good. They're really talented. But it's it's hard to say whether you know the the CS heavy strategy will win out against that. Like in CS, you kind of have like a strategy heavy meta, mm-hmm. or you have kind of like an aim heavy meta. Okay. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how how it nice. works. Nice. You know, it's tough to say. So yeah, and the other things that I guess that like I mean that it is, this is kind of old news, but just kind of like to bring everybody up to speed so skadoodle's still 
uh, inactive roster. Drifting. Drifting. Yeah, drifting. Floating. <laughs> yeah, drifting yeah, through yeah. The, the Valorant. Like, yeah. It's yeah, the he, same. I mean, yeah, yeah. And then um, they, and then Dignitas dropped the brothers. Right. It's, uh, Poised and Shanks, I think. Are the, I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Envy dipsh- ditched uh, Calypso and Akis. Wow. Yeah, so those are the other ones. Now, I think the Calypso Acus thing is in regards to, or Acus, however you say his name, is from the CSGO, like, like drama. The like whole the match fixing. The match fixing and, thing. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, okay. so some of those, some of those demons are coming back to haunt those guys, um, which sucks because Calypso is actually, like, pretty nutty. Like, Calypso is pretty, like. Yeah, but, yeah, so for anyone not aware, in the highest league before pro, like the semi-pro league, Mountain Dew League, there's a lot of match fixing going on, which think clips surfaced of those two players yeah just sitting afk and spawns shooting a wall and then like the other team is just so confused so uh, there's a lot of financial gain to be had from betting against yourself and throwing the game yeah uh <laughs> which pro teams have done in the past with the whole eye by power thing with steel brax skadoodle <laughs> yeah to go back to that uh, right yeah and then now even in the semi-pro leagues it's it's happening so uh, yeah, I guess it's good good on, on teams for dropping them because obviously their head's not in the right place. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to do some shady shit, what's going to stop you from doing it in the future going exactly. forward? Like, why would you keep them? Yeah. Except, uh, with the exception, I think Brax, I think, is the exception because he was so young when it happened. He was young and Skadoodle didn't accept any uh, skins, so he, <laughs> he got off the hook. Skadoodle and Brax were kind of the two exceptions, but Dazed and Steel... Um, definitely involved yeah yeah so that but they found a new home in, in valorant for sure so. oh yeah yeah valorant has just accepted them they you know they got the skills so it's like yeah we we forget about all the shady shit you did uh but yeah scott i think that's i think that's it for today man i think that's they, all i can think of i mean crap man is yeah, that it that was that, quick yeah no yeah we kind of we kind of blazed through all our topics fairly fairly quick so with that being said guys uh this was kind of the first layout of our of our first episode of dry peak um, we probably will be drinking a bit more than next episode. Today's just been like a kind of wonky day as far as like setup and all that stuff. Yeah. Who knew, uh, you know, setting up audio was tough for, uh, <laughs> people not educated in that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, special shout crazy. out to Andrew who produced this whole thing. The poor guy was in like, he's on the other end of a computer for like, what was it? Like two hours trying to set up long time. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't even get a beer. So yeah, exactly. You know, right. He, yeah. He was stuck dry. Yeah, we drank for him. That's why That's why we drank yeah, this we, episode. We, we poured one out. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, no. So, yeah, so we'll be covering patch notes. We'll be covering tournament results, emerging talent if we do, like if they start showing up on the radar, um, and then roster moves. Like that's going to be our, our kind of our bread and butter, and then any crazy-ass news we're, of course, going to bring up. Agent releases, new maps, um, changes to weapons if it ever happens, if they right. start restoring the op, all that fun stuff. And any opportunity to shoot the shit... <laughs> That's, what, that's, that's the goal, right? That's the goal, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right? We want to keep it casual. Yeah. So, yeah, um, guys, if you hear this on, you know, Spotify, on freaking YouTube, whatever, hit us with a five-star review. Hit us with a like, all that fun stuff. Check us out on Twitter at pop underscore off. And if you have any questions, concerns, uh, you want to fact check us, whatever, email us at contact I'm sure myself, Scott, and Andrew would love to hear whatever you have to say. Um, especially if you even want to flame us, like I'm, I'm always, I'm always down for some banter. I know Scott is Scott's the king of banter. So, well, you can learn from that too. I mean, you know, maybe they'll say, oh, you guys could have done this better. And yeah. then that's a good opportunity to learn. Right. Cause it's my first ever yeah. opportunity to do this thing. So yeah, exactly. You know, 
Yeah, I've been doing this for a minute, so I have no excuses, but Scott's like brand new, so. Brand new. Brand yep. spanking new, yep. so yeah. I just shoot heads, and this is my first time <laughs> talking about it, so. Yeah, exactly. So that, this is Dry Pete, guys, and thank you all for